when we think of, let me take a step back. If we think of energy from a business or team perspective, you're talking about a collective energy and one that's a fuel that drives certain behaviors and certain results out of your team, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you, and you're looking for that to be a positive or a successful way for, for the team or the business. And research has shown the number one component of that energy is pride. And we're not saying pride that's arrogant or narcissistic or boasting or anything of that nature. It's just a pride from something that you're, is a strength or something that you're delivering in the business, whether it be the quality of service that you're providing, the quality of the product that you're providing, being able to drive really good financials. There's something inherently what your company or team is doing that sort of gets the gold star, so to speak, that you're recognized for in terms of excellence, that that the team can take great pride in their efforts of what they're doing. And from that, you get this strong emotional energy, collective energy amongst the team and the business. Hello, and welcome to the Generate Your Value podcast. I'm your co-host, Andy McDowell, founder and owner of Generate Your Value, providing life, leadership, and small business coaching services in the Atlanta area. And I'm Zach Levy, your other co-host. I run a nationwide financial service business with my wife, Megan. Together, Zach and I have the intention to bring you tips, concepts, ideas, suggestions, stories, and analogies from A to Z, which will help you to grow your personal brand and small business in such a way that joy, happiness, and success as you define it for yourself are achieved. We hope to use our gifts, talents, and experiences in business to generate value in your life. And with that being said, let's move to our topic for today. Welcome to the Generate Your Value podcast. Thank you for taking your time out to spend time with us and more invest your time as it is a very valuable asset, the most valuable asset we have. I'm your co-host, Zach Levy, and with me as always is the Andy McDowell. Andy, good to see you. Good to see you as well, and I'm looking forward to our conversation today. As am I. So on that topic, I want to pass it over to you and let you lead us in. Sure. So... The word of this episode is energy, but when we say energy, we're not going to be talking about oil, gas, natural gas, solar, wind, and uh, means with which to power the world, so to speak. But we're going to talk about emotional and spiritual um, energy as it relates to leadership in companies or success of companies and so forth. And this is not a topic that a lot of people talk about, but I, last week I got invited to speak in front of an all-women's business group where we wanted to talk about, in essence, stereotypes, you know, stereotypes for women and stereotypes for men as the social world or society wants to put pressures on us. It was a really great conversation. So I thought we'd bring, you know, first part of our episode today on that subject and then move into a key energy that you need to have within your teams or within your company called pride. But we'll get get into that in a few minutes. But first of all, let's start with 
emotional energies or spiritual energies, what I express to this group of ladies is one of the biggest life hacks. And I'm really interested in your opinion on this, Zach, is life hacks for human beings is the management of our energies. Right? I mean, you can't, you can't destroy matter, right? Mm-hmm. Can neither, neither create it nor destroy it. Right. So the energy is always going to be there. So it really comes down to, okay, it's always going to be there. What am I going to do with it? Right. No, and I would agree 100%. You look at any professional, I mean, most of the time, any professional athletes, high, high levels of successful people, mm-hmm. people's high level of success to rephrase that. But I think the one key thing is they know how to manage emotion. They know how to manage their energies. And just like a good coach managing the team, Mm -hmm. right? So we were talking beforehand kind of about sitting at a table, managing a team, if you will, right? King Arthur's Mm -hmm. table, if you will. We're sitting at a round table. You've got Mm -hmm. fear. You've got anxiety. You've got anger. You've got happiness, joy. Et cetera, et cetera. That are all available to you at any right. given time. It's, they're all players. They're all they're all players and permanent members sitting around the table, right. and you can make the choice of accessing them at any point in time in your life. Right. Right. So to kind of visualize this, it's you know, are they just running rampant and doing their own thing? Mm-hmm. And we see that with people that, and this is not discounting any mental health issues, anything like that, just an asterisk here, because those do exist. But, right. you know, a lot of people in today's world were just struggling with anxiety, being overwhelmed, things like that. But it's due to the fact that we're letting our emotions, our energies run us instead of us running our emotions, our energies. Right. So, you know, it's like, there's actually, it was, I can't remember what company, but a real estate company commercial where lady walks into a long, long boardroom. Mm-hmm. Right with a massive um, boardroom table, and there's introverted self, there's spontaneous self, mm-hmm. and there's all these things. Intelligent self, right, right. And they're all talking, and she goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, I need you right now." Right. I need you right now, and that's really one of the key points we talked about self leadership. That mm-hmm. is the major part of self leadership is being able to control one's own emotions, or as I've always put it with my people, keeping things chest level. Well, I think it's a key component of, of emotional intelligence, which I believe we've done an episode mm-hmm. on, right? So part, a large component of emotional intelligence is having a, a natural innate ability to manage your emotions and apply them in an appropriate way to whatever situation that you're in. If you've got a lot of hurts, traumas, or whatever in your life, and therefore you have a lot of triggers, mm-hmm. then you're... You're going to have a difficult time in certain circumstances to manage or control the emotional response. Right. Right. So you may not do that with all the emotions, but you may have certain circumstances in your life where if something is said or something is done to you or you're in a certain environment, then all of a sudden that trigger happens. And in that split second, you're immediately heading or pointing to that seat at the round table. Right. And engaging in that kind of emotional response as opposed to going through the the process of healing the trauma or the pain or the hurt that you had in your life. And now for it, now it's a healed 
component of your life that's not just an immediate response trigger to it. It's it's either not eliciting that response or you've managed it in such a way that you stop and think for mm-hmm. a second or two before you point to that emotion right. across the table, right? Well, and we, we've all known somebody that, I'll use anger as an example, right? Mm-hmm. Their default emotion, if anything, is not just hunky-dory is anger, whether it be a context where really we should be sad or sorrowful or anything else default is why is that person always angry? Mm -hmm. Right. It's because they're from a coaching perspective, again, running the same player every single time. Right. And if we use, you know, use the game of football as an analogy, it's like running an I formation handoff right up the middle every single time. It doesn't, it's not successful in the game of life. It's it's also a um, mindset comes into play with it a little bit. You know, we've talked about the fixed or victim or growth type mindsets, right. right? It's a major input or catalyst, if you will, into the mindset, right? Which brings what you're talking about where it's just every response, no matter what's happening, whether it's a strong event or a weak event in somebody's life, you're just automatically getting this anger all the time. It's just like a permanent point to that seat right. all the time, no matter what's happening in life from that perspective. All right, let's bring another. You can cut and slice this in so many different ways, but let's cut and slice it another way. One of which I talked to this ladies group quite a bit, which is the we as human beings have both masculine and feminine energy in us. Mm-hmm. And those of the female gender have a core energy of the feminine and the skies of the male persuasion in terms of gender have a core of masculine. Mm-hmm. But you and I both have feminine energy in us and the ladies have a masculine energy. It's not their core. Right. Um, but an- another hack in life is developing your non-core to the point that you have more of a balance, not necessarily 50-50, but, you know, for us guys, it's working on our emotional side or feminine energy. Right. Our that empathy, brings about our... empathy, compassion, nurturing, whatever. Right. And it's, it's the muscle that we use when we want to intimately connect with, with our spouse in a, in a heterosexual relationship from that standpoint. So when it comes to leadership, if you can have this in the back of your hand, so to speak, and get yourself into leadership situations and sort of subconsciously make the decision, all right, this particular situation that I'm currently present in, you know, being present in the moment, do I need more masculine energy or do I need more feminine energy in this situation? And you're going to be more effective of a leader if you can develop your non-core and then develop a skill that allows you to apply the proper energy in that given situation and be able to flex back and forth between the two as your day goes on. Right. And it's not only a leadership thing, it's in any kind of relationship or situation you might be, you know, you're going to do that with your spouse. You're going to do that with your kids. You're going to do it with your friends, whatever Mm -hmm. kind of standpoint. But is it always like at the forefront of your mind, even though it's subconscious, but you've, worked on yourself to develop that non-core muscle and apply it at appropriate times in your life. Once right. again, a, a overlap between life and leadership. What's your thoughts on that? I mean, I think from a leadership perspective, 
you know, use the analogy of an intimate relationship, but from a leadership perspective, we have to be able to tap into both of those energies to be able to lead properly, Mm -hmm. right? If, if somebody, I mean, I personally dealt with this in, in leadership is learning how to do that because, you know, this can be from upbringing, different things, different perspectives as well. We, we've, talked about that a good bit this morning before recording, but my default is to go very, very masculine, just get stuff done. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. Yeah, part of what I talked to this ladies group was the whole be, do, have that we talked about on an episode. And, you know, very, there's a personality profile out there called a star profile. Mm -hmm. A is action-oriented. Right. I'm very heavy A, right? That's my natural go-to. But when leading a team of, you know, especially not just ultra masculine men, but females, etc., you know, a mixed bag of people, you've got to learn some people you can be action oriented with, say, hey, okay, go do this, right? Mm-hmm. Just tap into the masculine energy, mm-hmm. go do awesome. Hey, you screwed up. Let's talk about it, right? Then there's other people, you know, more feminine energy where you actually need to be able to empathize. You need to be able to say, okay, I understand what's going on in your life and be there, be the caring person for them. Right. Right. It's a very fatal error of a leader to manage everybody the same way. And if we can't manage our own emotions and tap into those energies and find them, then we're going to manage the same way every single time. Right. Well, inherently feminine energy is be, and inherently right. masculine energy is do. Right. Right. So we've talked about the the be, do, have model. So the two that you're mixing together, so to speak, is the be and the do. So it's mm-hmm. masculine and feminine. And if you do it in a balanced way and they complement each other, what you're doing with the be and what you're doing with the do, guess what? You have... You have joy, happiness, and success show up in your life. And right. If, you, if you're more interested in that, go see our episode. I believe it's titled, Are You a Human Being or a Human Doing? We get into detail in that whole, that whole dynamic. All right, let's move to that. That's the leadership part, right? That's right. different Being ways, able to lead different ourself. ways, just two ways that you can cut and slice this whole topic of energy when it comes to a leadership perspective. Let's move to a company or a team kind of dynamic. If we're going to be successful, when we think of, let me take a step back. If we think of energy from a business or team perspective, you're talking about a collective energy and one that's a fuel that drives certain behaviors and certain results out of your team, right? Mm-hmm. And and, you, and you're looking for that to be a positive or a successful way for, for the team or the business. And research has shown the number one component of that energy is pride. And we're not saying pride that's arrogant or narcissistic or boasting or anything of that nature. It's just a pride from something that you're, is a strength or something that you're delivering in the business, whether it be the quality of service that you're providing, the quality of the product that you're providing, being able to drive really good financials. There's something inherently what your company or team is doing that sort of gets the gold star so to speak that you're recognized for in terms of excellence that that the team can take great pride in their efforts of what they're doing and from that 
you get this strong emotional energy, collective energy amongst the team and the business that gets you into this cycle of we did something well, we then have pride, which creates emotional energy, which is motivating the, the people in the team or the business to work harder, to make the organization better. That energy then provides success in this next effort to even do better, which just keeps fueling this emotional energy. And, and it sort of just keeps cycling and repeating, right? So you have right. a success, you get emotional pride out of it that drives emotional energy to keep you wanting to do better. And out of that effort, you get another success. And then the cycle sort of starts all over again. Right. And so it just keeps feeding, feeding. It's like the momentum, sort of that um, flywheel. Right. Keeps, the, keeps the car or the, the truck going down the road, right? Right. From an energy perspective. So your gas tank is not actual fossil fuel. It's, it's, it's pride fuel. It's helping the car or the truck go down the road because of continuous success that is going on within a team or within a business. But there's a gotcha to it, right? Mm-hmm. What's the gotcha? I mean, so that, something that, that disrupts, success, that, disrupts right. that cycle, right? The, the pride in the success in that cycle is built off of something that has become a core mm-hmm. to, to that success, a certain process or a certain culture, characteristic, whatever it may be. So, you know, we've talked about business cycles, business plans that have to be fluid, right? So mm-hmm. in an organization, when change comes along, somebody that's on that success cycle with that momentum, change comes along if one of those core things gets starts to get displaced or something like that, then that actually becomes a deterrent to that change. Okay. So the pride in the way things were done, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we've all led people that, not to dig on anybody, but the old timers that are used to doing things a certain way, they're really, really good at that certain way. And then, okay, we're changing this. We're changing our MO behind this. It can be very. You're at a loss for words. Yeah, I am. (laughs) I had a word and then it was gone. For humans, it happens. (laughs) I think what you're trying to say is if if you're going to make some kind of change, and we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, whenever, whenever you do transformation or change, there's some intangibles or things that are not readily apparent that you need to take into consideration, right? So let's say you're trying to change some processes and your pride is built off of quality of service to the customer. Is there any forethought in, as you're, you're talking about the strategy and the mechanics of making this process change and how it's going to help you either be even quicker in response to the customer or you're trying to save money? and expenses, how, how is this change going to really affect the quality of service? And how are you selling it or storytelling it to the team or the business such that it doesn't do a major ding into the, the emotional pride or the emotional energy that's behind it? I mean, first of all, is, does your message sound genuine? Mm-hmm. To... Is the storytelling that you're telling seem like it's alignable with the pride? Mm-hmm. 
or the emotional energy that's behind it, or does it sound contraintuitive that people are scratching their heads, you know, and, and you're bringing about a thought process of why are we fixing this when it's not broken? Right. You're going after a major strength in the engine of our business, and now all of a sudden you're, you're going to make a change to it, and you're putting at serious risk the momentum and the emotional energy that you have behind it. Because so, you didn't take into consideration the intangibles, right? Right. And so I think it goes back to, again, it being genuine, that connection being there. But then if if we have a culture of mission, again, we've talked about empty mission statements versus actual mission statements, mm-hmm. right? If they have pride that's rooted in that specifically, in the mission of the company and the culture of the company, and you can relay to them that this change is going to help us move better into the future and still fulfill what you have pride in, mm-hmm. then you'll be able to circumvent or overcome that adversity to that change. At the very least, you're sending the message to the team or the company that this is at the forefront of our mind. A, first, you realize you realize this is a big part of our culture and why we do things, and it's aligned with the why of the business. So first of all, you're identifying to everybody that, hey, we take this seriously, and we've had discussions around it as as part of the strategy or the plan to do this transformation. Mm-hmm. So you start getting almost automatic buy-in, if you will, from people because they, they know that you're being cognizant of it. But that doesn't release you, though, from the why or the mechanics of the process and how it's going to keep the quality of service and everything still in line. You're not going to do any damage to the the king's gold, so to speak, of mm-hmm. what's driving the momentum for your business. You still got to prove that right. from that perspective. There's also a component of, of genuineness. Well, there has to be. It's just like with the with the mission statement. It, if it's not genuine, if they're empty words, people can smell a phony a mile away. Yeah, I mean, the, the, to me, the biggest killer is well, we're doing this to save on expenses. Mm, okay, right. to fill your pockets, or right. Well, why, why are we doing it so that we can be more competitive in the marketplace and lower our price and be more competitive? Okay, got right. it. I can buy into that, you know, from that perspective. But if you're trying to do something for cash or stock price and all those kinds of things, and you're going to be affecting other areas like bonuses. <laughs> we have to give a better answer to the board of directors. <laughs> you know, it's... It's all fine and dandy to say save a money on expenses and it may lead to, you know, money in the in the pocket for the employees, but let's go back to our episode about culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where that shows up about halfway down the list. And in in doing that quality of service or quality of product goes down. I mean, that's the Boeing story. Mm-hmm. Kind of standpoint. Now all of a sudden, if you if you watch the documentary Downfall. You start you start seeing ex employees coming up talking about this very thing, right? Right. A great pride in the engineering quality 
and the quality of the product that was being delivered to the marketplace. And now we make a transformational change, a value change in the company that totally eroded that pride from an engineering quality standpoint, because our whole focus was on the financials. That took away all the emotional energy that was in the company. Because you, you went after the one biggest thing that everybody had a pride in and it was very prideful to put the Boeing hat on or the Boeing shirt on or the Boeing jacket on or whatever because what that brand stood for right. had all that emotional energy behind it. And then you make this transformational change to say, nope, our priority now is on economic growth and Wall Street and the profits and so forth and so on. And just took a, might as well just taking a rifle out and just aimed directly at the emotional energy and pride of the company and shoot it in the face. Right. From that standpoint. So, and I think a big piece of it too is having people throughout levels of the organization that understand Mm -hmm. where you're headed to have people bought in at every level that have pride in the company. Like you're saying, Boeing example is great. I mean, before everything happened, I, you know, anybody I talked to that was with Boeing associated with Boeing just was practically beating their chest. Mm-hmm. Right. With, with a good sense of pride. And so that was throughout the organization. It's the same with a lot of big companies that are still very successful today and living out their, their mission, not necessarily profit driven, which unfortunately we see too many companies going down that route now, but having leaders at every level, because there's a book by, uh, John Maxwell Leadership 360, mm-hmm. right? That talks about a leader doesn't necessarily have to have a title of management or leadership. You can be at the lowest rung of an organization and still be a leader, mm-hmm. right? So calling them, you know, in the article we're pulling from, calling them informal leaders who really understand the why behind it, the move behind it, And then they can rally even their higher ups behind that move, right? They can have an influence, that energy, that pride kind of oozes out of them and becomes contagious. Well, they're so bought, they're so bought into what the company is doing that they have such emotional energy themselves and how they come into the office every day and so forth. And they kind of become like a, a pride cheerleader, so to speak, that other people pick up off on. You know, energy is somewhat contagious from that perspective. I think it's a great topic that just doesn't get talked about enough out in the business world. This sort of this whole emotional kind of component. Well, again, we get very caught energy. up in the in the do, 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 do. Yep. Instead of the B, 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 how are we right. going, going to be? Right. Everything we're talked about is the emotional, whether it's our first half about leadership or the second half about Teams and companies, it's all about the B, 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 B. So one of my favorite business leaders on on that note that I follow that, you know, always said you've got to capture a man's heart, Mm -hmm. man or woman, but you've got to capture their heart. Right. You're not going to capture that with, okay, here's what we need to do, but here's why we are, why we be, Mm -hmm. right? if you will, create somebody with a crusade for what your crusade is and have them behind that. That will accomplish more of this pride than any money, any paycheck, any benefits, anything 
tangible that you can offer them. But is that crusade to feel like they're something, they're part of something bigger than themselves? And therefore, when changes do come, they can weather that. So we, once again, hope that you're walking away with some nuggets in in our particular conversation here relative to energy. This may be a case where you hadn't really, really thought about this topic, and now you're going to walk into the office or walk into your team meetings, and or even if you're a leader, looking at your leadership style and sort of go, hmm, I wonder how I am with this. And maybe it it's that onion being peeled back that right. you start paying more attention to it than, uh, than you have previously. We hope that's the case if that's something that's not at the forefront of your mind. But once again, we appreciate you spending your, your time with us here on our podcast journey, as Zach and I like to uh, call it on the, the Generate Your Value podcast. We hope that you'll hit that button that's spelled like the word subscribe, but we like to think of it as the follow button for our journey and our discussions and talking about these type topics relative to life, leadership, and in business. We hope you have a, and I wish this for you too, Zach, I hope you have a great day, great week, and that you'll join us next Tuesday for, for our next episode on the Generate Your Value podcast. Have a great day. See you back here next week. Take care. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the Generate Your Value podcast. If you find our conversations to be useful in your life, I invite you to subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss an episode. You can find me online on Instagram at The Fitzpreneur, Facebook, and LinkedIn. For information on my coaching services, if you're in the Atlanta area, go to www.generateyourvalue.com. You can also find me and my company on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Simply search for Generate Your Value on those platforms. Once again, thanks for joining us for today's podcast, and we invite you to generate your value in this world. Mm -hmm.